This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And what a treat today's episode is going to be We have. The Atlanta premiere and Potomac finale, but before it was a busy, that, it was a busy Sunday. I felt like I know. Okay, to be honest, I had already seen the Atlanta premiere like a couple of weeks ago, but I still, I almost forgot that I had seen it because <laughs> I was still like 8 p.m. Like there's new TV. It was. It's so nice to have. I mean, Atlanta back in general, but then also mm-hmm. just to have a night of Atlanta and Potomac feels extra well, special. I was confused at first because the Atlanta is at eight and Potomac's at nine. So obviously they transitioned that for when Potomac ends that Atlanta will just be eight o'clock instead of like 10. So I was like, thank God I didn't miss it. My goodness. Imagine I'd like turn the TV on at nine. I would have been upset. I don't understand why they can't do this schedule with OC and Salt Lake. (laughs) But, you know, we've made it clear that we don't make the decisions in that department. Um, but before we get into our two extra special recaps today, we have some extra special news, which is that Jax and Brittany are no longer going to be on Vanderpump Rules. It, oh, this is it not surprising. And it's funny because, as you all know, I am rewatching Vanderpump Rules right now and rewatching it. It's like about time. Have you guys rewatched the season? I want to be like producers. Have you guys rewatched it? I mean, granted, was Jax at one point good TV? Yes. Is he now? No. To be to the the thing for me is that it's like obviously there are the separate issues of him, you know, his like questionable behavior with Faith or with Billy Lee. Like that's a that's a kind of a separate issue. But even on the show, it's like it wasn't fun to watch them get married. It wasn't fun to watch like Honestly, the second the I feel like season six was the last time it was like fun to be on this ride with them. Like the whole Jack's fucked faith thing. Like that was a good storyline. Like it was really captivating. And the last couple seasons have just been like, I don't want to watch Jack's like make dad jokes and like mow the lawn. That's not what I'm here for. Well, because he's gone out of his run. Like he's not. Yeah, he wrote it's been a good run. Yeah, it has. It is time to effing go now. Thank you. So it's interesting. So they made this statement. They basically posted the exact same Instagram caption about, you know, walking away from the show. And then almost immediately after that, uh, Variety and a few other uh, websites reported that they got fired, which is interesting. From what I was reading, it didn't seem like anybody had like insider info. They were just kind of like piecing the pieces together because Jax actually, I think on an Instagram live like a month ago was talking about like when he thought they were going to start filming. And like, they've obviously talked in the past about next season. And so 
I don't really think anybody thinks Jax would just like walk away from Vanderpump rules. It's a paycheck. He would not walk away. No. How funny is it now that like half of the cast that bought these houses within the last couple of years (laughs) now have lost their main source of income? Like, well, you know, what's what what I always think about things like that? I've always said this about Housewives. They all they have to do is not say anything stupid or do anything stupid. Like, that's it. That's all you have to do. And you have secured the bag. Like, that's, you're on a reality show. Have fun with it. Do it. And don't do or say anything that could potentially make you lose your job. And they all, well, I mean, you know, don't also do it in no, general. Yeah. But they, but they all did that. And and it's, they took Be their fun greed and messy too without far. being problematic. Correct. Yeah. They took I, their greed too far for this. And I do think. So then on whatever day, maybe it was yesterday, the days are running together. Um, Tamara Tattles, which is like a reality, like, you know, they just like are a reality website, whatever. They posted a report that Vanderpump Rules is canceled. And Didn't believe it there, for a second. Said that there was this Zoom call and, you know, basically the entire cast has been fired and they still, like, Bravo still has non-compete agreements and, like, they might pick some of them up for something different. But so basically, like, Tamara Tattles, like, they're not, like, 100% unreliable, but it's not like they have, it's not official, it's not confirmed. Um, So... I don't know. I, I put some polls on our Instagram story about this and people seemed very not upset about Vanderpump Rules potentially being canceled. The thing for me is like, I don't I don't care that much about Vanderpump Rules like as a show at this point, but I do think there is a way that they can rework it and kind of make it something new that has a lot of potential. So I'm not, I'm not in the camp that it's like, yes, cancel it. All of these people gone. We don't want to see him again. You know? Yeah. I mean, they have to do something different in general because to be honest, it's not going to be fun watching all of these pregnant women or now like <laughs> new babies, like all, it would be one, one thing if it was one of them, but there's four, four, three, four of them pregnant well, and about to pop right. any second. So like, <laughs> The premise of the show is drinking and getting like having fun at a bar restaurant. It, 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 unless they get a new cast, it's not going to be that. It can't. Well, so for a while now, what people have been talking about is the possibility of sort of a Tom Tom spinoff slash reboot of the show. And now, honestly, for a while, the biggest kind of since Kristen and Stassi got fired, the biggest kind of question mark with doing a Tom Tom thing was where does that leave Jackson Brittany because they don't work at Tom Tom at all. And now that they're off the show, it's like, okay, so you have Tom and Tom and Katie and Ariana like that, that makes sense. You could, I feel like Sheena can easily pick up some shifts. That makes sense. You know, she's pregnant too. <laughs> you, okay, but she can waitress once or twice. You have James can be DJing, Raquel maybe works there. Like it all of a sudden, I do feel like with Jackson Brittany out of the equation, it feels like you have sort of a cohesive group left. And then you can maybe bring in some people that actually work at Tom Tom. I don't know. I don't know what the perfect answer is, but I do feel like getting rid of Jackson Brittany kind of alleviates some of the questions about like, how do we, how do we like frame this group? Because now Tom Tom would kind of make sense. Yeah. Um, and also in Jax's an interview or something, I don't think this was in his caption, obviously, 
but he's talked about how he's not worried. Like even without the show, like he's financially like, okay. And I was like, okay, number one, I wasn't worried about that. But number two, like how, (laughs) like what else did you do? You know, he's got that uh, NHL social media job on the back burner. So I'm sure something will be happening in Florida any minute now in Florida. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Let's dive into Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was the season Mm -hmm. premiere, season 13. I'm so excited to have them back. And right away this episode, it's the first, it's the first season that we've gotten of any Bravo show that's filmed fully in quarantine from start to finish. And And we have seen their interviews gotten progressively better. And these women are flawless in their interviews. And I really appreciate that they start off the season in a way that we've never seen before with them sitting down for their interviews and talking openly about Black Lives Matter and how this year has kind of been a roller coaster of a year. And I love seeing, obviously, we've seen a lot of Portia's activism on social media and stuff. That's no secret. I love that they're spotlighting it on the show. But even, you know, we see Cynthia talking about how it was really scary in LA at the beginning of quarantine and you didn't want to leave your house. And then when George Floyd's murder happened, it was a moment where it felt like you couldn't sit still anymore. And seeing all of these, I mean, they're all just like powerful, successful Black women who still have experienced all of this stuff you know really using their voice and bravo giving them the platform to do so it was i think it was the perfect way to start the season and it's such a statement but also one that really needs to be made yeah i mean portia had this episode on her back like she i have never in my life seen her well of course in this way she we saw a change and I you know like Andy Cohen said it last night too like it was like he was proud of her like and all the Mm -hmm. women too they saw her in a different light and she was on the front line and she was doing what she had to do and she the producers asked her like what did you get from what did you take away from this your biggest takeaway and she's like that I'll do it again and like she had no she you know, she's like, why wouldn't I? And and seeing her 
cell phone footage from the protests. That was really something mm -hmm. else like you. She was showing you that she's a real person. She's doing what she needs to do and seeing it I, again, like you said, on Bravo on the platform yeah. and that Bravo allowing this, which, of course, why wouldn't they? But we're not used to seeing this this on Housewives. So it was great to see. And I think it's interesting enough. because a lot of people talk about watching Bravo as an escape or, you know, right. that we don't expect these these people to be like, you know, great people or whatever. And it's like, of course, like sometimes, yes, it's fun to watch people go at it over something petty or whatever. But I really appreciate that they can kind of adjust and adapt and, you know, they can get creative with what the sh with what a housewives show is and use it in this way because this is I mean this is the highest rated show on Bravo it's one of the mm -hmm. highest rated shows with an all black cast on any network I mean these women really are the most followed are, people on on Instagram I mean of yeah like these women are powerful they have big platforms and people pay attention to them and I think for Bravo to be Obviously, when they do the specials and stuff about race in America, like that's great and it should be happening. But for them to devote so much of the season premiere of their top show on the network to this is really, you know, it's putting your money where your mouth is and obviously still work to be done. But I loved seeing it. And I also just love having these women back on my TV screen. This so after the little opening kind of sequence of them talking about stuff, we cut to Cynthia's driveway where we are having our socially distanced lunch. And it's funny because when they were filming kind of in quarantine, we were thinking about it and it's like, oh, is this going to be depressing? Like, you know, watching them, you know, not really be able to go out and like stuff like this. To be honest, I had a great time watching this first lunch. I thought it was hilarious the way she had her driveway set up, the mannequin and the sequin dress, the balloons. Like, <laughs> it's just like so, so I mean, different. I, I don't understand why they were in the driveway as opposed to like the backyard with the view of the lake at Lake Bailey. But honestly, to each their own. I loved how they introduced all the women like Candy Cam and then Marlo came with her thermometer to take the temperature. And I was like, this is a great entrance for Marlo. Like, I'm so happy that they are all here. And like, even Cynthia, you know, I love, I'm a huge fan of Cynthia. That dress to have people over in her driveway. <laughs> that <laughs> Honey. dress. Okay. So it's like, it's one thing to wear like a plunging neckline, but it's a plunging neckline. And then under where you would expect the V to come together, then it's it laced a rope. up. Yeah. Down to like her belly button. <laughs> I just love that she is fully just walking around with her nipples exposed multiple yes. times in the scene. And they have to be like, girl, can you cover up? Like, it's so funny. Honestly, another detail that I loved that a few of the women mentioned throughout the episode was how much weight they've each gained during quarantine. I thought that was like a very real moment for yeah. a few of them I that these quarantine pounds and that it was hard on everyone for different reasons. I really did appreciate that because they, you know, most of them were talking about it in a way that was, you know, it wasn't necessarily positive. They're all, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you're struggling with body image with Cynthia wants to lose weight for the wedding. Kenya is obviously going through some tough times, but I, I loved the openness of, you know, this has been a, a hard year, a strange year. People have been going through unusual stuff. And I think it's 
I think it's it's great that they can be open about you know their bodies changing and how they're feeling and all of that and it's it's not like a thing where it's like oh like I have to go on this insane diet because like I can't lose I can't gain five pounds like it actually felt really real and honest and I I appreciate that because I think I mean there you like to think about if you're like, I'm going on a reality show and we're filming a new season and I don't look the way I looked the last season, like, I'm sure it is really stressful. Like, they're on TV all the time. There's, like, HD cameras. And so it's it's nice to really see them being open about that and talking about it and not just in a way that's, like, my life is over because I gained five pounds. Totally. Did you, during the episode, did you catch that commercial with Candy and Mama Joyce? I don't know if I got that commercial. Which commercial? <gasps> oh my God. It's for Portal. And it is literally like a two minute commercial of Candy, Mama Joyce and Ace. And it is really oh cute. And I highly suggest just watching that afterwards. That see, Dylan, that's why I like to watch things live. So I don't miss. No, things I like did. That. <laughs> I did watch it live. I don't know. if oh, yeah, I. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe I had like a different commercials or something. I don't. That's true. I'm going to try and look that's that up because it sounds fun. I yeah. love Mama Joyce. Um. It's really let's, good. Let's talk about Kenya because she is clearly having oh. the, the hardest time out of anyone right now. She yeah. cannot seem to get over this hump of just leaving Mark Daly in the dust. And yeah, it's it it's sad to me and frustrating to me that it seems like we're going to have another season of her trying to you know, grapple with whether or not she's going to leave this man. And it's like, leave his ass. Like, I know it as is hard time. as it is, as hard as it is for her. <clears throat> it's also hard. I want to say selfishly for us and like the rest of the viewers, this isn't the Kenya, like we're used to. And it is really seeing how this whole situation is like affecting her to the point where like all of the other women are putting in their two cents too. And they, they are, really hoping she doesn't stay with this man I mean look what it's doing yeah. to her and it's so it's really difficult to watch we see her early in the episode she's at her attorney's office and talking about kind of so basically she has she's saying that she wants to get her custody stuff in order before she files for divorce so that then the divorce would go smoothly and they wouldn't be in court fighting over custody and I get that I um, obviously I cannot relate to the situation of having a child and getting divorced. Like that sounds super stressful, but at the same time, it has been a long road. And basically since the beginning, it seemed clear that this marriage wasn't going to work out. And so it makes me sad for her that we're still in this position where she's, you know, going back and forth and stuff like that. And then later in the episode, when she has Candy and Cynthia over at her house at Moore Manor, where she's putting in a pool, even though Mark doesn't want one, good for her. Um, she, I feel like the, the women are being really honest with her and being like, you, you have tried. No one is ever going to say that you didn't try to make this work. Everything that you, that Kenya ever says about Mark makes him sound like a fucking scoundrel. And so it's like, I feel like she still has this idea that she is failing at something by, by letting it go. And it's like, please just let it go. You're nothing, well, no good is going to come of trying more, you know? It's like any 
woman going through this where it's like you still think that if you do something different, it's going to work. But Mm -hmm. at what point when it's gotten this far, we're to the point where even your friends are telling you, you don't know if you're necessarily making the right decision. And it's always easier said than done when it's not you in the position. But at this point, it's like, come on, like this can't be healthy. This is not working. And it seems like basically from the beginning, their relationship seems like it hasn't been healthy. So it's like, I think it's, it would be one thing if it was like, well, we were married for five years when it was really good. And then the last year or so has been tough, but it's like this, she got married to him so, so quickly. Remember back in like season 10 when, or what season was that? Yeah. Season 10 when she was like first getting married and was like super shady about it. And it's like, it almost seems like this relationship was never really healthy like maybe there were a few months at the beginning where it was fun but yeah that time is over right well speaking of weddings and marriage (sighs) we have miss cynthia bailey who has her heart and soul set on 10 10 20 whether anybody likes it or not (sighs) and you know it's wild when you see her and Mike talking and Cynthia wants 10, 10, 20, regardless of who can come, regardless, she wants everyone there, 250 people, but really they're only allowed to have 50 people. And then you see Mike who wants like, he wants to get married just with less people. And Mm -hmm. then you see him saying to her, Cynthia, what do you want? Do you want a wedding or do you want a marriage? And I honestly, I've heard that before. And I love that because you can't compare. Obviously, Cynthia wants a beautiful wedding like she's entitled to have right. that. But Mark, Mike is not concentrating on that. He just wants to marry the woman of his dreams. But Cynthia wants this wedding date like it's nobody's business. Yeah, I, I actually really I felt for Mike in this situation because I think, you know, I obviously I understand wanting what you want in terms of your wedding and your date and having everyone right. there. But there is a reality in the situation that can't be ignored. And I feel like Mike in that situation was really just trying to be like, okay, can we get to the bottom of like what the, what the conundrum is here? Because if we can't have 250 people at the wedding, like, is that a deal breaker? Because it sh- if, you know, if that's a deal breaker in terms of the wedding, then you just need to postpone the wedding. Right. But if if there's like a bigger issue there, obviously you want to figure it out. It's weird watching this now. And of course, we know that Cynthia did have her 250 person wedding on 10, 10, 20, right. regardless of whether that was advisable. And it's it's just funny because it's like, well, I guess she was serious. <laughs> right. And also they show everyone showing up you know planning the wedding with their masks and you hear cynthia say like i don't care if people show up in astronaut suits and like so she did have the wedding on 10 10 20 she did have 250 people and none of them were dressed as astronauts or wearing face shields or masks. right, right. it's like so. maybe everybody should have been in hazmat suits but that's not what happened i don't i mean i'm not gonna spend the whole season you know harping no. on cynthia for having her wedding because that's boring but it is just interesting to see this conversation knowing how it panned out um the, Wait, yeah and it's go ahead go ahead oh you go back okay jinx you owe me soda one other um detail from this episode is little miss riley is not little anymore she is going to college she's going to miu to be an attorney and i was like 
She's still like 12 years old in my head. Yeah. Riley, is that you? Like, I was so like happy to see that. I love I love Riley having a very kind of frank conversation about her father and his child support situation. And I mean, it sounds like a fucked up situation. And I appreciate the fact that she's like, this is fucked up. And she's very mature. I think she has a good head on her shoulders. She can be she can come off a little like bratty at times. But I think she I think she like is going to turn out well. (laughs) (laughs) Me me too. Good Um, luck at school, Riley. I will say, I think this premiere was really nice in setting the tone for the season. There wasn't a lot of drama or anything between the ladies, but I think with this cast, it's like, we didn't meet the new housewife drew this episode. We saw Marlo, but not kind of the, there wasn't any like full group kind of situation. And I think it was nice to kind of be, reintroduced to where everyone is in life it's been a weird year and obviously there's going to be a lot of stuff happening this season but honestly I liked having a season premiere that was kind of just like getting back into the group and checking Mm -hmm. in with everyone and obviously I think Portia's stuff that was happening in Louisville and they showed her getting arrested and I think that was the most important thing that happened this episode and i i appreciated that they really let that have its moment and weren't trying to like sandwich that in with some like argument at lunch like i right i appreciate that they gave that kind of room to breathe and that was how they ended the episode and you know there's going to be plenty of drama coming up so like there's time yes i agreed with all of that and let's move on to Potomac because this finale was had me at the edge of my seat for a while like I wish that we were together watching this because my I was like count looking at the clock because I was like what else is gonna happen like what else is happening here there's so many twists and turns it's crazy because so obviously it culminated in Robin's holiday party which I love that we get to see the holidays on Potomac that's not usually what we see but it was a 75 minute episode and we get to the party like 30 minutes into the episode and you're like what's left like what's gonna happen and we have Candace performing Robin getting engaged Charisse Charisse is finally not getting edited out of a scene and she's stirring (laughs) the pot which I love then we have Karen making a late entrance and she's stirring the pot which I love and then of course we have Michael Darby losing his shit and I hope losing his spot on the show because yikes like what yeah yeah, major yikes like what it what is we have so much to talk about him like I I I just had a conversation (laughs) with someone about this so I got it out a little bit but there's so much to talk about him okay so let's just back up let's back up a second and talk about Monique because she was not at the party so Mm-hmm. The main thing we get this episode is her therapy session, which I was pleased to see her at a therapist and not at the pastors this time because, you know, time and place for everything. Yes. Um, so she is talking about her experience growing up and going from a majority uh, a majority white school to a majority black school and how she, you know, felt like she didn't fit in in either place. I think that's interesting kind of backstory for Monique. I appreciate knowing about that. I don't think it necessarily pertains specifically to her situation with Candace. And I still feel like Monique is sort of trying to deflect responsibility in this situation. Absolutely. And the fact that Monique 
they kept putting her in her confessional and and they kept like almost plopping her into the episode. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. so awkward. And to the point where she said, finally, she is remorseful for her actions, but she's not, she's remorseful for her actions, but she's not sorry for her actions for defending herself when she thought she needed to. So fucking word salad. It means nothing. When, when you say a sentence like that, you almost had to think about how you were going to word it to make sure you didn't offend anyone, but you covered your ass, if that makes sense. Like, the thing is, like, I think we're putting way too much weight in the word remorse and, like, where everybody's like, but does she show remorse? And it's like, okay, she can say she's remorseful, but if in the same breath she's saying that she doesn't apologize for what she did, she's not showing that she's remorseful. She's saying it. And I think it's the kind of thing where Monique is putting all of this, she's putting all of this stock into not, into saying that she had to defend herself and like that it was this kind of like mutual thing. And I totally, I get that there are two sides and I do, I mean, famously I'm team no one. And so I definitely think there are things that Candace did wrong, but I think it's like on and on and on this refusal to acknowledge that Monique was the one who made it physical nobody and I at this point it's like I don't even care that much about the fight anymore but it's like Monique did not have to defend herself from Candace's wig like the wig like it's just the kind of thing where it's like give it a rest just like say you're sorry that it went the the way it did and move on well Monique's main (laughs) defense is that Candace asked to be dragged so she did like she like she did what she was supposed to do and I'm just like no no but also whenever they filmed this it's like she still thinks it's cute and it's like I don't think that Monique should be like canceled or fired or whatever but it's not cute just like give it up Also, give it up. Like, I also don't want to like talk. To be honest, I can't be the only one that feels this way. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, oh, like, same. It's so. Let's not. Let's just move yeah, on. Okay. I, thank you. <laughs> Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out 
out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So, yeah, so we see them at therapy and then we see... Um, Wait, here's a fun question. Would you rather talk about that or Michael Darby? Because I truly don't know at this point. Um, oh, God. I mean, it's we can't avoid talking about Michael Darby. So we'll just sow the seed. So we see Ashley and Michael at home. They actually seem to be having like kind of a nice time. Yeah. But then it goes left when Ashley says that Juan is going to propose to Robin at this holiday party and Michael just like kills the vibe immediately and is like oh well like that can't be happening and it's like what (laughs) and Ashley's like no like I'm pretty sure it is and he's like no 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 it can't and he won't tell Ashley what he means by any of this it's super weird like it's so strange and I get that it's like on camera like I think with Michael, like Ashley is kind of constantly trying to get Michael to say stuff on camera that he doesn't really right. want to say on camera. We've seen that already this season, but it's like, Michael, if you can't, if you don't want to talk about it on camera, then just don't say anything. It literally is like that friend who is like, I have something to tell you, but I can't. And then I, you're no, like, no, no, are no, you like, fuck? I are can't. you kidding? You can't do that. Like Michael say it. But also Michael does some other really weird things throughout the episode. Like says he wants to go to Vegas for Juan's bachelor party with just Juan and no cameras. You know, Michael wants to go to Vegas with Juan on a couple's trip, but they're the couple. Like, I think it's the kind of thing where we see, so we see them get engaged. Michael is still acting super weird. He pulls him aside and he like, I almost think that Michael is like triggered by the fact that Juan really does love Robin. And it's like, I'm not saying like, I don't, maybe there's something we don't know. I don't know if Juan and Robin have the perfect relationship, but the fact that Michael all of a sudden seems so hell bent on getting in the middle of it is like so cringeworthy. And I don't like, Oh, I just am so I'm like sick of him. (laughs) Well, well, it's one thing like the men can have a friendship. Like that's totally fine. But Michael, it's a friendship. You're married and Juan is engaged to Robin. Like you guys, I don't think, I don't think can form a relationship other than that because <laughs> number one, well, Juan doesn't like you in that way. And number two, because like, I don't know, it's just not going to work out. I'm just telling well, you. Well, Michael, Michael famously wants to suck Juan's sausage. So Stop, why, come on. I mean, Allegedly. guys, 
alleg- <laughs> allegedly. But he also, when this whole altercation will back up, but when this happened, he also was like, security's touching me all over the place, touching me. And I'm like, Michael, what's going on? Like, he's trying <sighs> to frame people doing different things. And it's like, no, no, you're always the one on camera being caught touching people. Not right, others. Like, like Chris Bassett, sort of forcefully pushing you away is not the same as you like groping people for five years on this show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's back up a little bit. So we're getting, we're getting ready for this party. Robin and Juan go to therapy maybe the same day. I don't know. The timeline in this episode is a little (laughs) weird, but wait, we have therapy before we have to get ready for the party. I do. I do appreciate that we get a little kind of a nice little like background moment before we know they're going to get engaged. And you know, Juan is being more open than he has been in the past about what went wrong the first time they were married and him, you know, stepping out on his marriage, not just for sex, but for connection and all of this stuff. And I think it's it's good that he, we're now kind of getting that context because they do seem like they're in a better place now. They do. And it also was a little concerning because Michael also spread this little rumor, whatever he had for us, too. So at one point I was like, wait, they're in a good place. But wait, is he not going to propose at this party? I'm so confused. Imagine me go the whole season. I really (laughs) thought that. And I was like, what kind of shit did Michael just stir up? But they are in a good place. They seem to be in a really good place. And I'm happy for that for Robin, because as Karen says, Robin doesn't always get a moment, her moment. She doesn't always get it. (laughs) Um, So we also, so we get to this party. So Karen was doing HSN for LaDom, which like, yes, girl, get your coins. And so she was like, most likely not going to show up because they were having mechanical issues on the plane, which the other women did not buy. I was kind of like, I don't know, like sometimes that happens, but they thought Karen just didn't want to come to the party. Um, all well and good. Candace is has been asked to perform the Go Go remix of "I See You" at the party, which I love when they do this stuff because it's like so unrealistic to just that you would ask your friend to like get up and sing her song at your party. And I mean, oh, so she of course she started singing. Of course, like there was no sound check. Of course, in the middle of the song, the music started at the exact same point of she was singing. I was like, wow. I honestly am not gonna lie. Like the song is very catchy. Like the song is catchy. I, like I do it. think I do think Candace actually can sing, and I think it's a. I feel a little bad for her that the the production has clearly decided that it's gonna be a joke, and so they kind of like <laughs> won't. They like won't let her have her moment. And it's like, okay, like I am I'm laughing, but at the same time, I'm also like, it's not like when Kim Zolciak tries to perform live. Like Right, right. Like she actually is talented. Uh, uh Candace actually is talented. But we see Robin make her little, you know, thank you for coming holiday speech. And I thought this was so freaking cute when Juan took the mic and Robin was so confused because like no one would ever think Juan would say anything in front of people. And he proposed to Robin and Wendy is the star of this engagement because if anyone ever reacted like that with excitement the way Wendy did when Robin got engaged that's just like a friend everybody needs the screaming to the extent where Giselle actually had to remove her from the center of the stage like back up back up let Robin have this moment but it was so exciting because like we were just talking they're happy they deserve this they it's time for them to get remarried Giselle was such a good friend throughout this episode really making sure everything was 
going smoothly. Oh, I didn't know if you were being sarcastic or not. No, I think she was. I she thought, wanted. I agree, but I I wanted at one point to be like, stop asking when he's going to propose. Like, well, stop. yeah, but then like she really wanted Robin to like have her night. Yes, and yes, yes. I do feel bad because then things kind of went left. So Sharice Sharice shows up, and Sharice and Giselle are really talking a lot of shit about Karen, and you know about how she's messy and she they're calling her a bitch and all of this, and then Karen shows up kind of at the last minute, unexpected. And they, I thought it was a little weird that basically right to her face, they were like, oh, we thought you were lying about the mechanical issues and just didn't want to come. And she's like, uh, uh, okay, like happy to be here. Right, right. I mean, they also, it seems to me like when they talk about Karen or anyone in this type of situation, like find something else to talk. Why are you so like wrapped up in this? It. There's so many other things going on than worrying about if Karen's coming to this party or not. Right. And so things, the the real moment when things escalate is when they're talking about, again, the situation with Monique and what happened at the wig shift and all of that. And Karen says that the truth will come out and Candace loses it because as I think she's correct in saying this, Karen, you know the truth. You were there. You saw right. what happened. We all know the truth. And obviously she she raises her voice. And this is when Michael says to Chris, you need to control your wife. And it's like tapping him on the shoulder. And I, I actually appreciate, I liked the way Chris responded. I thought it was perfectly, I thought it was perfectly acceptable of him to be like, you need to get the fuck out of my face. And he pushes him backward. I would say it was a forceful push, but not a shove. And definitely he didn't hit him. And Michael just loses his mind. Well, the thing is, I absolutely agree with Chris because what Michael did was 100% unacceptable. You'd not go up to a man and tell him to control his wife out of control. But I just found it very ironic that Chris put his hands on someone while his wife is now the quote unquote victim of an altercation of someone putting their hands on her. So I was like, that's not really what should have went down. But did you not find that weird? Like, I know that people well, can't always I, control themselves in those situations, but I, I was like, really? In that moment, he didn't put his hands on him in a way that was like attacking. It was like, back the fuck up. Right. Whereas like what happened with Candace, it was like, she like grabbed her hair. Like, I don't, right. I don't know if, I don't see like and a correlation there. Michael's re Michael's no, but in general, like he shouldn't have done that. Like he shouldn't have put his hands on Michael. He should, he, there were enough people there to like get Michael out of there. But Michael's reaction to this was just automatically, I'm going to sue you. I'm getting my lawyer. Like you're going to jail. And I was like, no, Michael, that's not what's happening here. You, he didn't do anything to go to jail or to be sued about. Yeah, I mean, it was just way, it escalated so quickly and it was like way too much anger coming from Michael for what actually happened. And, you know, he's yelling about how he's a respectable businessman and how Chris has a failed restaurant, which is like very ironic for Michael to be talking about that um, <laughs> throwback kangaroo sliders. Um, and no. so all of a sudden we have Candace and Chris who are like, gonna leave and they're with Karen in the hallway and we actually have kind of a nice final moment with Karen and Candace which I was not expecting from mm -hmm. the end of the season cute little hug and 
yeah, they have a nice hug and we're getting our, you know, closing moments, whatever. And then all of a sudden we're back inside and Michael is like in this back hallway where production is set up and he's like terrorizing them. It's very unclear what he was trying to do. I mean, he was clearly intoxicated. I couldn't tell if he if he wanted them to cut footage or just wanted to talk to them or was mad at them. Like it was so unclear what was happening, but it and was And you saw them unmiking him at one point. Like right. and 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 Ashley was screaming at the top of her lungs. She was embarrassed. I I was weirded out by that whole thing because I didn't you could just tell he was very drunk and it was messy. And at that point, it's like, OK, like what what are we doing here? Because number one, he's not a housewife. So I actually don't even care like what he's doing right now. I care about like the women, but also like then they you see them just like again, Ashley and Michael just like kiss and make up like it's just very frustrating i guess for a viewer because yeah it's like this ending feels very dark and it's uh, ashley is obviously angry and embarrassed and whatever and then they flash on the screen that they went to the bahamas the next day she's now pregnant with the second kid and it's like everyone on twitter is like divorce his ass and (laughs) clearly that did not happen um you know it's the kind of thing where it's like i'm as much as i you know like the drama and whatever it's like we're five seasons in and I feel like every season there is a moment with Michael where I'm like, I don't want to see this on my TV. Like this is not something that they should continue to allow to happen. It is bizarre to compare him to other Bravo celebrities who are no longer on shows and he is still here unless it's to the point where I think we've discussed in the past before where they want Ashley on the show and that's the only way she'll do it as if my, if Michael's on it, it's bad. That's my question. And I'll be curious to see kind of where we, where we're left after the reunion is like, I think a lot of people are saying that they don't want Michael to be on the show anymore. And is the only way to accomplish that to get rid of Ashley, because I think the show would survive without Ashley. I think it would be okay without Ashley, but I think if Michael was out of the equation, there would be no reason to get rid of Ashley you know, she's great at her job. I think she's great at being a housewife. And so it's, it's an interesting kind of, problem to have where you're like we like this woman a lot but we can't deal with her husband anymore for real it's getting to the point where it's just like too much like I, I it's too much to watch on television like no one no one's husband should be reacting that way and at all but a- anyway yeah. I'm very excited for the reunion next week this is the yellow ensemble circle which I <laughs> am so excited to see they look stunning and Monique shows up with this binder with colored tabs very excited. Um, okay, real quick, because we have gone on too long. Can we just yes. both agree that the number one housewife in the group was Portia? Absolutely. Okay. Without I'm, hesitation. I'm fine with that. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We will be back on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Bravo by Betches merch collection on shop.betches.com. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Bye. Bye.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.